Welcome, everybody, to the fourth and, unfortunately, final show of this year's Women of Fantasy Football event. I'm Joshua Hudson, the founder of Club Fantasy and one of the co-founders here of Women of Fantasy Football. But let's be honest, you are not here to listen to me. You want to listen to Kelly and Faith and our wonderful guests to close out this week's show. We've had some absolutely amazing guests throughout the first three weeks. We've given away some absolutely amazing prizes. And more to the point, we've raised a lot of money towards our Women of Fantasy Football Galvanized Scholarship Fund. Can I tell you that by the end of all of this, we're going to be over our $3,000 goal, and I cannot be more excited and grateful to everybody that has donated for a chance to win these raffles to play in our Women of Fantasy Charity League, the whole nine yards. So without further ado, we have Ashley Marie from The Indroppables. We have Jennifer Eakins from 444 Football with your hosts, Faith and Kelly. Stay tuned. Well, hello and good evening to you. <laughs> good evening. So, so the way my brain works is I hear I hear something and then it makes me think of something else. And the way I said mm -hmm. hello and good evening made me think of the opening of Aladdin. Hello and good evening, worthy friends. Please, please come closer. It's, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so hi. It was more, it was like 60 minutes. Like, hello and good evening <laughs> today. This <laughs> is 60 minutes. Yep. And I'm I mean, Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. I just got carried away right there. Yeah. I was very into it. I loved it. We could 100% turn this into like a true crime podcast. I am so in. That's what I do in my free time. So I am in. Anyway, to what Josh said, if you haven't been here for the last three weeks and you normally watch Josh, Joe, and Ryan on Wednesdays, a no pun intended, we are not them. We don't apologize. We're cooler. We're prettier. We're smarter. Don't tell them I said that, but it's the truth. Anyway, I am Faith. That is Kelly. That is Ashley. Welcome to our final episode for 2022 of Women of Fantasy Football. Closing it out with a couple of rock stars. Ashley, how are you this evening? I am good. It's been a busy day, but I'm happy to end it. I have my podcast after this, but this is the perfect start because I could talk about this all day long. So I'm so happy to come on and, and talk with you guys. We are so excited to have you. I'm Kelly, so how are you today? I'm good. <laughs> I was like making sure everybody knows that we're live and tweeting that stuff out. Yeah. All of the stuffs. Um, okay. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's still um, early here. I still mm -hmm. have work to do in my work day, but this has been my favorite day of the week for all of August. Yeah. Um, uh -oh. You're not going to believe who just called me when I hung up. It was Michael Fabiano. <laughs> you should call him back and be like, and tell hi, him I'm live on the air. Fantasy football. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to say hi? Yes. Okay. <laughs> totally off oh script. But hey Fabs, mm -hmm. um, I did not mean to hang up on you, but I'm currently live on the air with Women of Fantasy Football. <laughs> what is this radio voice? Um, do you want to say hello? 
Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I know we need to talk, but can I call you back in like an hour? <laughs> Yeah, no Thanks so much. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So as you can see, you know what? this um, is what happens I on live television, y'all. In the middle of a, not in the middle, it's the tail end of my work day, but uh, day in the life. So there you go. A day. You know what? To be able to say a day in the life when I just accidentally hang up on Michael Fabiano. <laughs> right. You just, you know, your casual Wednesday. I kind you're of just showing true because... girl boss. True girl, girl boss. boss okay. I just Hashtag. kind of panic because I'm like, we're live on the air. And I'm, yep. do I, what do I do? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is, this episode is about Ashley and Ashley's this... work and Ashley's yes. love of life and sports and all the things. All you know, of the, the things. Speaking of all of the things, before we get into your your fabulousness, you are fairly new here in fantasy football realm. Mm -hmm. That makes it sound like a kingdom, of which yep, we right. are the queens. <laughs> anyway, so how did you how did you get your start in fantasy football? How did you end up here? Yeah, so I actually just June was my one year anniversary, so I've only been here for like. 14 months. Um, I got started because I was on Clubhouse originally and I was in a whole bunch of Clubhouse rooms about sports and football. And actually, Faith, that's where I had met you for the first time was Damn. on Clubhouse. And um, I was working with a whole bunch of people and someone had mentioned, hey, I think you guys should sign up for the Scott Fish Bowl. And at that yes. point, I played I in that. my one fantasy family redraft league. Like that was about it. And I was like, you know what? Sounds fun. Let's do it. It was approached. It was pitched me as like, you get to meet these awesome people, awesome opportunities. And I was like, I just want to play fantasy football. That's perfect. So I signed up and then I tweeted out my acceptance as one does with Scott Fishbowl, the tradition. Mm -hmm. And Nick, the head of the Undroppables, reached out to me and I thought it was like spam at first. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I, I don't do content. Like who would want to reach out to me? So Nick reached out to me. I had a meeting with him and our lovely director of content, Tommy. And they were like, listen, you could just start out on our social media. We love how you're active on social media. And even just in the first few weeks that we were like, this is so much more than social media. Like, let's, let's jump into this. And then they had approached me with the idea of a, a football podcast. They said, does it want to be fantasy or football? And I was like, I really just love football more than I love fantasy, which is different from a lot of people in the space who love fantasy more than football. So we took on like that. I have a lovely, amazing co-host who is now my best friend, Michael Duncan. We did one test meeting. We were like, let's test it out with a couple of different people on the team, see who works. The first one was me and Duncan, and we were like, oh, this is perfect. And then ever, we've been doing it for a year now. So it, it all kind of came out of the blue. I didn't expect to be here. I didn't expect to do content. I expected to just help run a social media. And then so many amazing opportunities have come from it. That's and, awesome. We love that story. Right? That's the best kind of story when you mm -hmm. just fall into something yeah. that you love because then you know you're really producing authentically it comes across mm -hmm. that way and and just in my experience generates more um love and affection for the brand yes mm -hmm. exactly and that's kind of what sold me on doing it with this team i'm working with is that it was just so authentic and true and like not this super strict you have to do this you have to do this you have to do this it was like 
you love football, so put out whatever you'd like. Like if you wanna if you wanna try writing, try your hand at writing. If you wanna try and host a podcast, try and host a podcast. And that was what really drew me in that I didn't have these like super strict deadlines or super strict advisors or anything. So I was able to just show my love and it's blossomed into so many different types of content for me. So before we get to the the big elephant in the room, mm-hmm. there's there's Ashley and I's dynamic is pretty is pretty fun because I adore mm-hmm. Ashley, but for some reason Ashley and I just happen to be born into exact opposite sports fandoms. Mm-hmm. Like like she's a Giants fan, I'm a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. She's an Alabama fan mm-hmm. and I'm a UGA fan. It's like how 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 do we even get along? Ashley? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it all started out on Clubhouse that you were like, oh, yeah, they, my team, the Patriots. And I unmuted my mic and I was like, oh, yeah, oh. literally then, <laughs> the first words we shared were. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know how it happened, but you have the upper hand right now because you won last year. So, OK, listen, <laughs> listen, that's like, OK, hold on. That's like that's like the giant saying that they had the upper hand when they ended our like our perfect season yeah. when we still had like more rings than y'all. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The upper hand, if you only have one in like 30 years, then the upper hand is kind of shaky. Yeah. But I'll go but with it. I saw did, this one. You did unseat Alabama. So we did unseat Alabama. That. I'll give you that. I didn't I'm get just to over watch here waving, waving at our audience. Hi. Okay. So I get this question a lot. Um, family, Austin. My dad was born and raised in Connecticut. That's how I'm a New England fan. My parents moved to Georgia about 10 years ago and I thought Ugga was adorable. So that's how I became a Georgia fan. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, my dad being from Connecticut, they don't really do college football. It's all about basketball in New England. Yeah. So when they moved to Georgia, I was like, Ugga's cute. Let's, let's become a Georgia fan. Because we watched college football growing up, but it wasn't like a fandom. Although Mm -hmm. I was raised to hate the Gators. So I didn't have a team to root for, but I had a team to root against. Sometimes that's better. You know, sometimes it makes college football more fun. It does. Kelly, how are you? (laughs) I'm just reading the comments and I'm like, (laughs) I'm just providing like entertainment for the chat while you guys (laughs) do your (laughs) Q&A. Sorry, Austin. I love you, but sorry, buddy. Yeah, Austin's a Falcons fan. 28 and... March 20th. I actually my have my Falcon sweatshirt on right now. <laughs> oh, look I, at that. I collect vintage sweatshirts, and mm-hmm. this is one of them. I collect vintage NFL sweatshirts. That's one of them. That's pretty legit. Not going to lie. I know. I know. It's fun. You need to um, get like one of those um, puffy starter jackets. I want. They're all so much <laughs> more expensive than the sweatshirts, which is why I've been putting off, but those are the coolest and the thing so, is i would wear them but not often so i don't want to spend crazy money on it but i think i'm gonna have to bite the bullet this winter and do it so i would also say make, do you know you know who casey Kasem is right yeah okay so connect with her because mm-hmm. homegirl thrifts and goes to like yes. auctions and she comes up she lands some mm-hmm. some baller stuff yeah and so i would just say make that connection and be like I yo will. girl I talk will. like if you keep an eye out for me Yep. Chris, nobody's talking about your old lion stuff. <laughs> I, will, I mean, have a gorgeous old lion sweatshirt. It's right up there. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites. I, we could. We could just turn this whole thing fashion into show. like an auction. Yes, fashion show. Vintage yes. fashion. 
Vogue. I love it. No, that's my favorite thing to collect. I get most of them. I they're all of them are secondhand, obviously, because they're all vintage. vintage. Um, but I get most of them on like Depop and Poshmark. Some of them I found in thrift stores, but I am very picky about which ones I get. And I love my vintage sweatshirt collection. And it's perfect for a podcast. Like I'm like, oh, who are we feeling today? Sometimes when we're talking about a specific division or a team on my show, well, I'll grab one that matches what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Um, yes, we are doing a vintage WAF fashion show next year. Plan for it. <laughs> I'm so it's in. happening. We I'm are going to call now. every guest that we have ever had on their show. And we are going to make them bring out their best vintage piece of sports memorabilia. I love it. That's going to be a tough one for me. I don't even know which one I would choose. Probably right now the Lions one. I think that one's my favorite. Yeah, I'd be down for that. One. I'd have so to dumb. find some vintage NFL stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a throwback hat, but it's a new one. It works. Hat. Oh, I mean, it's one of the, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's one of the ones that's like the old design, Correct. but just Correct. It's, it's the throwback. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I guess, like, I guess I'll just have to go to New England and look for some stuff. I can look or for Or find you. my way to Georgia and now. look for some. Yes. I know. I um, so Ashley. Yes. Uh, hi. Hi. So for all of you who are watching, who have been watching, or who are new, you know that we recently partnered with Laura Oakman and her organization, Galvanize, with the sole purpose of raising money to create scholarships for women to attend Galvanize boot camps. What some of you may or may not know is that the lovely Ashley, our fabulous guest this evening, recently attended a Galvanize boot camp at SoFi. With the Los Angeles Chargers, Ashley, tell us all about that. Oh, my God. I Like I said, you could have me on for three hours, and I could talk about it forever. Um, but it was truly one of the most life-changing things I've ever done in my entire life. And I, I, I read that people said that about after these, you know, all, all of the testimonials from other women. And I was like, sure. You know, like, I believed uh -huh. it, but, like, maybe for them. Like, you know, I don't, I don't see how this is going to be so life-changing. And it was. So I, I flew out to LA. Um, well, I'll start with my partners. Like me meeting with Laura was another thing that kind of just happened. It, a lot of the blue, Laura had followed me after I followed her for a little bit. I reached out to her and was like, I like fangirled, but professionally, you know, like <laughs> I love what you do, like that type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I had asked her to be a guest on my podcast. And after that, I was like, I would love to come to Galvanize. And she's like, I'd love to have you there. So I stayed on the waiting list. And then I got in this year to go to the Chargers. So I flew from the East Coast over into LA. And it was amazing. I went a couple days early to see some family and, and get to see a little bit of LA. Um, and I met some of the most amazing people through Galvanize. My new best friend is actually a UGA fan. So funny. I got paired with her too. Um, she was my roommate and that's the fun part about it. Laura doesn't tell you who you're paired with mm -hmm. when you're, when you get your roommate. So I was sitting in the hotel room. I left to go get a snack. I came back, but the bags were there, but not her. Oh. And I was like, who is this? And she came back. Um, like and college. her and I, it really is that I was like, I didn't like a random roommate. I don't know who I'm moving in with for two days. Um, and she came back. Some of the girls, we, we had hit it off right off the bat. And some of the girls went to go grab dinner. And she and I were like, we are loving what we're doing right now. We ordered room service and sat in the room and 
talked all night. And at 1230, we were like, we have to be, we have work to do tomorrow. Like we have to go to bed. Um, but you're paired based off of the essay you write to get into Galvanize, which is um, a short, it could be as short or as long as you want. And it's basically just telling about yourself, something that you've gone through. Um, so I got to write that and we, Kaylee and I were paired off of that together and had to figure out that was our first assignment was figure out why we were paired. Um, and then so much happened after that. I mean, day two, we spent the entire day in a workshop with just the galvanizers and Laura. And it was like, the Laura uses the word a lot. And I hate to just reuse the word, but vulnerability and openness. Um, and I learned more about myself than I have in years. And I, you'd think these girls are just going to learn how to do sports, but you know, you really have to learn how to be a person and empathize with other people in order to do a job like that. You know, you want people to share their stories. So you have to share some of yours. Um, Laura did this thing for the first time this year where she had um, Maureen Stanley come do a one hour portion of a financial literacy class with us, which was incredible. Something that women don't talk a lot of, a lot about is money. You know, there's a stigma mm -hmm. around talking about salary and money. So we got to ask all questions. I mean, I sat there asking questions about, you know, what exactly is interest, you know, like that type mm -hmm. of thing. Whereas I feel like I, that's not a question I would normally ask. You feel stupid for asking, mm -hmm. but you no, know, it's like the saying in, in, in middle school, there are no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. So we got to sit and in that room and then we had a nice big pizza party at night. Um, and the next day was, you know, where the magic all comes together and puts out a basically like, a product. And what we did is we went and surprised the rookies. They didn't know we were coming and got to stay in the facilities. Well, first we did our stand up on camera interviews, which we all had to write on our own and do on camera 22nd uh, clip that we, you write it and then do it in front of the camera. And that was my first on camera, like stand up ever. Mm -hmm. And thank God for my roommate, because I was up all night, like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. So we split up for like an hour, wrote our things, came back. And she had done this before she went to school for this, which is something I didn't, which is also why I was mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know as much as other these oh, people sure. do. Am mm -hmm. I going to fit in? But that's the whole point, you know? So Kaylee helped me and we were just tweaking like little words, you know, taking out the word this mm -hmm. and you'd think it wouldn't make a difference, but it did, you yeah, know, I that did. type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was such, I mean, we stood in the bathroom, the two of us in front of the mirror for like two hours and like just practice in front of the mirror and it was one of those like core memories for me because it's just like girl time that we were just like lifting and cheering each other on and it was the same thing when you were in front of the camera where everybody's standing around the camera jumping up and down screaming cheering for you and then you get to meet your rookie and you get to do some fantastic things with the rookies where you get to um you know interview them and ask questions and the way ours ran it was that we got to present the story of our rookie and some of the most amazing stories from those Chargers rookies that I'm not going to share. Those are their stories to mm -hmm. share. Um, so I'm not going to share, you know, what anyone said, but some of the things that, that aren't in the media, the, the things that make them who they are and more than just the players you're going to watch on Sunday. And it was, I made so many connections. Me and my rookie are friends now, you know, that have a great professional connection. Um, and I got to meet, so many other amazing people who worked for the chargers and make those connections as well. So overall, like it was so much about connections, but more and then getting to meet new people and experiences, but it was so much more about who these people mm -hmm. and who you are as a person, which made me walk away 
feeling like a whole new person. And I told the galvanizers with me that once I got home, everyone's like, she's back. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like the old you, like she's back. She has this sparkle, this glow, which I felt like I had been missing for some time. And they were like, no, she's back now. And that's exactly what those, what that, those girls, what Laura and the chargers did for me there. I love that story. Mm -hmm. It was very full of details, very Mm -hmm. made me feel like I was right there. Mm -hmm. Um, Makes me jealous and want to attend. You should. Everybody should. You should. (laughs) Speaking of coming back, Mm -hmm. I will be right back, but you two continue. Okay. It was a good segue. Right. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So, okay. Before we, I know I jumped a lot. So if you have questions, I didn't know if you wanted me to give it all. So you tell me. No, you're good. So can you, or will you, are you able Mm -hmm. to, are you willing to tell us who your rookie was? And I can tell you who my rookie was. Yes. I was paired with the offensive lineman from William and Mary, Andrew trainer was who my rookie was. We were paired together. He was awesome. Andrew is incredible. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I know you did a lot. I know Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm, I've had enough conversations with Laura about, Mm -hmm. about galvanize and about what happens during those days. Yeah. And she's, she has told me multiple times that she's got media that wants to be there, but she won't because of the same Mm -hmm. reason that you won't share stories, which is amazing. My question to you Mm -hmm. is of the time you were there, what is your favorite memory or the, what is the most favorite thing that you did? Okay. So that's a, that's a tough one, but a lot of them are very equal, but one of them stands out. So we had um, a couple extra minutes at the end of our camp with the rookies. Um, And Laura never finishes early. She says, you know, they always run to the last minute. We had an extra like 10 minutes and Laura had asked if anybody was willing to switch roles and have their rookie be the interviewer and the galvanizer be the interviewee. And I saw Andrew thinking about it. And I, I think I was thinking about it. And there were some things that I hadn't shared, even in that room of just the women mm-hmm. that I felt like I would have been sad if I didn't share. So I looked at him and I was like, I think we should do it. And he was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I think does it make you uncomfortable. And he was like, yes. I was like, that's kind of our rule. Can we try it? He said, yes. So we got to talk to each other for just a few minutes and Andrew stood up, walked himself to the front of the room and had such grace in sharing such a deep emotional story of mine, like a backstory of mine and who I am and why I'm here. Um, And I was standing up there like ready to cry. And at the end of what he did, I was like, that's more uncomfortable than asking you the questions. Like that was uncomfortable for me. And that was like, that was me pushing myself to a place I don't usually go. And that was Andrew placing himself at a place he doesn't usually go. And Laura, you know, basically was like, this is what it's about. Like mm-hmm. Ashley didn't share that story yesterday. She could have when there were only close people to her. Instead, she shared it with all of you guys because she trusted Andrew. Um, so that's me is like my favorite memory from all of it, because both of us worked together to help push each other. And I got to like, stand up in front of the entire group and watch him do something amazing like for me you know that's fantastic i love it Mm -hmm. laura laura has often said that galvanized wouldn't be galvanized without Mm -hmm. without and without the the rookies that she galvanizes and Mm -hmm. 
just from your experience with your rookie, mm-hmm. and I'm sure if I asked every other galvanizer this year or in years past, they would have mm-hmm. the same connection with their rookie because that's yeah. that's the point. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what it's all about is building that connection, building that rapport, learning about the person behind the player. Yeah. Um, and so seeing all of that and then just in the last three weeks mm-hmm. um, or since we announced our partnership, seeing all the men mm-hmm. who have stepped up to support yeah. to support women in fantasy football – to to support galvanize it's sure it can be a scary place for women in sports sometimes but there are plenty of men who are are here to support us and tell our stories even even if we don't think we can and that's just amazing exactly and she shared that with us too that she's like this doesn't work without amazing men who help lift you up. And that actually reminds me, I, I sent out a tweet about it recently. Uh, an article came out over the weekend that about Jalen Hurts and how Jalen Hurts, his entire team around him is women because that's one of his goals is to get more mm-hmm. women in this industry. Even his agent is a woman. And he's like, people doubted me when I was coming out of college. And that's how I feel like the world treats women in sports. So his entire team is women. And that's what, what Laura means when she says like, this doesn't work without amazing men who go out of their way to help lift women up. You know, we, mm-hmm. I'm sure we could battle our way there if we really try, but it would take so much longer and be so much harder. So having even just a few men and who sit there and make the time and make space for you makes such a difference for women in this industry. That's um, amazing. Mm-hmm. When I was talking to Laura earlier this year, when we were first making the connection and first talking it through and what a partnership would look like and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. She wanted me to attend a boot camp, and I totally am going to, um, I, I just had two elections this year. And so the timing of it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the plan is for next year and I am both, I am equal parts excited, but equal parts terrified. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I, yep, that was exactly how I was. I was packing my bags and I was like, <laughs> why? I'm having such bad anxiety. Like, what did I sign myself up for? Like, I am going to a new state across the country with nobody I know, no idea what I'm doing. Because part of Galvanize is you don't know what yep. goes on in the rooms. And that's, yep. that's the amazing part of it. Like, what I shared is just mostly surface level stuff that you would be able to find on talking to Laura. So there's so much that happens that you don't know about. And that's what I was like, what did I sign myself up for? I don't know. I What did I do? Did I make a mistake? Like, and that's what it was. But I was so excited because I know what the stories are from these girls and they're just their, their passion for telling their stories from there. But the terrified part of it, I 100% understand. Cause I was like on the plane, like, Oh <laughs> my God, what did I do? Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but before mm-hmm. you, made it to your galvanized boot camp. Mm-hmm. You actually got to hang out with a bunch of people in LA. Did you not? At, I did. At, I, at a live yeah. draft. Yes. So I was, I ended up going to the Scott Fishbowl live draft at Trophy Smack um, on my way there because I had Speaking gone a few of Trophy days Smack. Early. Is she back? <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Look oh, at you're there. muted. Kelly, unmute you yourself. Kelly. All right. There we go. There we go. 
I was just talking about how I was able right before uh, before Galvanize that I was able to stop by Trophy Smack for the Scott Fish Bowl draft, which was awesome. And it was just, it set me up for a great time at Galvanize too, because it helped ease some of those nerves of meeting mm-hmm. new people because I hadn't met any anyone in that room. That was the first time I met even the team I work with, mm-hmm. um, some of the team that I work with. So Trophy Smack was incredible. But yes, I got to stop by there and do the Scott Fish Bowl draft beforehand. We loved having you, and you even won an Austin Echo ring that I've been terrible about fulfilling. No, it is. I, you guys are like you said, you're in your busy season. I totally understand. I don't need it now. I just, she just needs it. I'm just very excited about it. I got to blow a horn and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I won. I won. Yeah, I won the Austin Eckler ring because I was the person who drafted Austin Eckler the highest out of everyone who was in the LA Scottish Bowl group. And where did you draft Austin Eckler? Nine overall. Nine, Nine overall. Nine overall was the highest. That is somewhat yeah. surprising. Yeah. I expect him to go a little bit earlier. Even then, even when I was going, I was like, I thought, wow, he dropped me. And then he's, I think he's right around there, usually like beginning of the second area. Um, but yeah, I got him at nine and I was the highest person all in there to to draft him. So I got a fancy ring. Nice. It, mm-hmm. It's very exciting. It is. I'm very excited to get it. So my, um, my goal for next year is mm-hmm. if we do live drafts again, and if I am blessed to be able to make it into fishbowl again, mm-hmm. If they do another LA draft, only because like there are so many people that I love mm-hmm. who are out there, like Liz Loza. I've had yes. her like she's been a waft guest like twice. I've been in leagues with her, uh Jen Piacenti. Like there are so many people out there that I know, but like mm-hmm. don't know, you know? Yep. A hundred percent. And I said the same thing to all of these guys when they're there that I was like now I'm going to have to fly to LA once a year because I can't go to a draft anywhere else. Like I got yeah. to meet so mm-hmm. many people that I had close connections with as internet friends um, and got right. to meet them in person and was so excited about it and made amazing personal, like in-person relationships that mm-hmm. I was like, now if we do live drafts again, I have to do it in LA again. I can't go anywhere else. I mean, Josh and I did Orlando live and it was fun. Mm-hmm. But not gonna lie, it was not LA fun, and I didn't even like go to LA. I just the saw LA it with the like, bowling yeah. alley and how I they know. selected the draft order. It was we were just we were in a room. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. we drafted at Disney, which is fun, That's but we were in like a conference room, mm-hmm. and it was it was fun, but it wasn't LA fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and a lot of work, and I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to doing it again. Let me tell you, um, my favorite part though was somebody brought me a 1961 bottle of red wine because I'm a huge fan and I don't even know it was like I had like a out of body experience (laughs) (laughs) uh for what it's worth I'm gonna I'm gonna come stay with you next year Kelly you can come stay with me okay um he also brought Liz um rosé which we promptly put in the refrigerator and added ice against my better judgment but it's liz so we let her do that (laughs) ashley did you have any favorite beverages or snacks at the live draft i honestly was just upstairs um we did a like a shot or two upstairs which was a lot of fun because that was like a little uh community gathering of everyone coming together upstairs um but i was just having a couple drinks at the bar whoever was like 
you want one? I was like, sure. So sure. that was the fun of it. Just tried a couple new things, had a couple drinks. It was a lot of fun. It really was. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you. I have to give a shout out. Thank you, Dame Overboard, for the, the little compliment in there. She said I crushed <laughs> About it. About our segues? Um, no, that the live draft oh, that Trevi was talking about our segways. Yes, segways, queen of segways. <laughs> we're we're just crushing. Kelly crushed the the live draft. We're crushing mm -hmm. segways tonight. It's perfect. Sorry about your bad luck, Ashley. I don't know what you're crushing. <laughs> she I'm crushing this. Crushing. I'm crushing. Yeah, you I'm are. Crushing as the you guest. are crushing life, <laughs> Ashley. That's what you're crushing. Can I ask a question life. again since you had private Absolutely. time? Absolutely. Of course. Since <laughs> you had private um, time. Um, that sounds weird. <laughs> so, Ashley, um, you were um, at the expo, correct? I wasn't at the yes. expo. Not you the were expo. not at the expo? No, she I was, was in Disney. I know. We swapped places. I know. You did the expo. Um, we I went north. You went south. Mm -hmm. All right, forget that question then. I have nothing. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, I'm lying. Did you happen to have a chance year, to though. watch? Did you happen to have a chance to watch the um, women's panel from the expo? Because I know that we are looking to expand the panel next mm -hmm. year. It's going to be in the main room. Mm -hmm. We're going to do the Queen's Cup challenge because there's a King's Cup and that's just mm -hmm. rude. So did you have a chance to watch um, any of that panel and um, is there anything you would add, have added? I think the best topic was the imposter syndrome. So mm -hmm. pretend you're on the panel. Would you have mm -hmm. added anything to that? I did get to watch most of it. I didn't finish the end of it. Um, the thing I would add is definitely the main room. That was not fair. Um, <laughs> I think the main room would be the perfect thing to add. Um, but for me, I think it's more so like, the conversation about taking leaps, you know, like having to push yourself constantly. I think for me, that's something I would talk about all day long. Um, you know, being able to say like, you have to oftentimes as a woman in this industry, be your own advocate and mm -hmm. push yourself because a lot of people won't push you, you know, or like I said, like I was kind of thrown into the role and I had a team who helped. Um, but that to me is something I, I would talk about all day long. I love that. I'm making notes. Good. Actually, I will be there next year. I promise. Yes, you will. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question for you. Mm -hmm. How many leagues are you in? Oh, not goodness. okay. Not including underdog or best ball. Okay. So I think I'm in three dynasty leagues, two family leagues. I want to say probably close to like, 12 now which is a lot for me um like i want to say around between redraft and dynasty around there a couple of them are like co-managed um so that works out well like i was busy when i was in disney we had a draft going mm -hmm. on and i co i co-managed with my co-host michael duncan and he was able to keep the draft rolling without me when i didn't have service um so a couple of them are co-managed which helps takes away a little bit of the pressure mm -hmm. but yeah that's it that's a lot for me especially in the past year going from like you know, one league to like five leagues to 12 now. So when I first got started in fantasy football, mm -hmm. Josh can attest to this. I went from one league mm -hmm. to five. No, I went from one league to three leagues to 13 mm -hmm. leagues. Yep. 
It's basically what I did because you don't want to say no to opportunities either, Correct. which is a huge thing. Correct. Like, I didn't want to tell people no because I don't know where it's going to lead and I, I need to meet new people in the industry and I need yeah. to get more content. And maybe I'll get content out of being in this league. And so you don't want to say no to anything this year. I've had to be like, I would love mm-hmm. to, but maybe if I have a spot that opens up next year, you know? So the year that I went to 13 leagues, somebody mm-hmm. asked me to be in an all IDP league. It was my first year oh, with IDP. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it. There was no offense. None yep. whatsoever. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And like with three days to, to the draft, <laughs> I reached out to uh, Chris Robin at Detroit mm-hmm. BC. And I was like, so you're going to co-manage this team with yep. me. He goes, okay. <laughs> because he is ID, like he knows IDP. Yes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he was the first person that I knew that knew IDP mm-hmm. and like, like connected with so I was like you're doing this with me and if you know anything about Chris you know he's just like okay <laughs> yeah Chris is awesome. not to be confused with DFS yes okay. yes <laughs> <laughs> thinks all initials related to football relate back to DFS no, DLP <laughs> do you remember that in the chat it was so funny all right Sorry. I thought it was funny. Now you're just over here making me seem like an idiot. Not like an idiot. DL. What was it? DL. DLF. And I'm like. (laughs) They really need to come out with like a guide, like a table of contents. I knew what you were talking about. Even I am like, what? I knew what you were talking about, but I was like. Let's talk about me for a second. We're gonna refer like I like I knew you were talking about DFS, and I was like, but I got a DLF follow from this shirt. <laughs> yep. I got an IDP follow from IDP. I don't know. That didn't that didn't <laughs> land well. I was gonna anyway. say we're gonna finish with IDP guys. Uh well and then so League Tappa, <laughs> like I mentioned, I was in I've been in a league with Liz Loza, the mm-hmm. super flexi draft queens league for the last two years. And this year I was like, I'm tapped out. I can't do any more leagues. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, guys. I'm done. And they needed to fill out a person. Mm-hmm. And Melissa Jacobs is in the league. And she's good friends with Stefania Bell. And Liz, who now mm-hmm. works at ESPN, works with Stefania. Yeah. And they were both like, well, I can reach out to Stefania and see if she wants in. And I'm like, crap. Yeah. If Stefania's in, then I have to be in. Because my FOMO yeah. will just take over. Yeah. So... I'm adding one more league. Some we're drafting at some point this weekend. So I'm finally in a league with both Liz Loza and Stefania Bell. That's awesome. That's I'm like, awesome. I don't know how I'm going to manage any of this. I'm going yeah. to lose tragically to both. I of was going to say that's, that's, uh, that's a lot of work. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, that's so much pressure. Oh, so much pressure. Mm-hmm. So much pressure. Um, Ashley, thank mm-hmm. you so much for opening our final show of 2022. Of course. So Thank glad you. to have you with us. Before we let you go, um, tell the people anything you want to tell them and then let them know where they can find you. Sure. So all of my women who are watching this, I if you have any questions about Galvanize um, and are looking to go, I am hoping to go again next year. And I'm hoping, Faith, you will go. And Kelly, I hope you try and go. Um I, I think it's something everyone should try to do at least once in their life. And I'm so grateful for you guys giving the opportunity to someone who may not have had the chance otherwise, um, because that is going to be a life-changing thing for, 
for one lucky woman. Um, and you know, if you have any questions about it, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me mostly on my Twitter at Ashley underscore Marie with two A's at the beginning of Ashley. Um, all of my content is with the undroppables. Uh, their website has most of my content on it. And I do a show every Wednesday at 8 PM Eastern standard time called the undroppables playbook, which you can watch live or stream wherever you get your podcasts. So when you, I say you, when the mm -hmm. watcher hangs up with us in 45 minutes, switch over mm -hmm. to Ashley. Yeah. Cause yes. she's going live in about 15. Yes. But please watch this first. <laughs> you can always stream mine after. Ashley, again, thank you so no, much for joining you. us. Kelly, I will let you say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> And we are now on the sound of music. I love it. So long. Bye. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye, Ashley. I always have to rest my cheeks in between. I know. Every time <laughs> then I have to adjust my camera because then you can see the top of my closet. Okay, I have to put this on before Jen comes on. Okay. So, for our last guest... Of women of fantasy football of 2022, ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, Jen Eakins. Hello, Hi. Jen. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm glad you put that hat on because I'm wearing a sh I'm wearing a shirt as well. So I'm, in. I'm wearing my, my bulldog's earrings too. I got so. my shirt on. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was like, all right, I'm wearing this for two reasons. One, because you were on, which is a bulldogs fan, and then Ashley, who we just had before, is a Bama fan. So I heard that. No, boo. <laughs> I was listening at that point and I was like, no, nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's very lovely despite being an Alabama fan. You know, a lot of people are very lovely despite being Alabama fans. It's and a lot of them are not. Sometimes. And a mm -hmm. lot of them are not. <laughs> there are quite a few Georgia fans who are not lovely though. Oh, either, for so. sure. For sure. You know what? Jennifer, Arizona, are you people don't evening? really care about college football as much as they do on the East Coast and in the South. So I'm over here just like, all right. Yeah. Have a little chat. It's good. I'll be back. SEC, yeah. College football is kind of a big deal down over here in the SEC. Although I say over here, but Jen's not really over here anymore. No, I'm. Kelly. Yeah, I live in Colorado. I've been in Colorado for 20 something years now. Um, wow. Oh, look at, oh, hi, Mr. Scampers. He said, sorry, I'm here too. He's everywhere. Um, I love True. to see it. I absolutely love to see it. Hello. <laughs> so you were talking about Colorado. Yeah, no, I've just been here. Yeah, I graduated from University of Georgia, um, but uh, I've been in Colorado for several decades now. That's and exciting. I yeah. No, it is. So, I, I still, you know, I still, I trot out my, my Georgia flag uh, every season and people think it's Green Bay. They don't understand <laughs> yep. uh, at all. They're like, what is that? Why is it red? And what is that G? But uh, I still do it, you know? You know, my favorite thing is to see like the, the, just the plain white decals on the back of cars. And it's, is that Georgia or is that Green Bay? Because when you just have the G sometimes it's kind of yeah. hard to tell. I always think it's Georgia. That's just what my default is. I'm like, even if you're, even if you have a Wisconsin yeah, license it's a, plate, it's a Georgia decal. Why not? Why not? Why um, not? I'm going to just jump in. We, we uh, have questions that I did not uh, contribute to. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a kind of a game. You try <laughs> to figure it out. 
I think I skipped. I had to skip. Sorry about that little hiccup. Um, I did not contribute to this question, <laughs> but I jump in and I find one that I think is interesting. And this one says, Jen, your Twitter bio says. Oh, she's stealing my cheese question. <laughs> so what yes. cheese is your favorite cheese? I'm leaving the hard wow. hitting question to Faith. You know what? That's question. pretty hard hitting. No, that's pretty hard hitting because to be honest with you, um, I, I I don't know if I can even I love like I love it all. Like I love the stinky nasty. I love the like nutty hard. I love the I love it all. Um, I know, right? Uh, we all love <laughs> the nutty hard, right? Like manchegos and stuff like that. I, I could yeah. uh, all of that. I would say, um, God, I don't really. I mean. I guess I'll just go with like a brie. It's kind of lame, but I, I can never, you know, I can never turn down a brie. I will say the only thing that I do not like is Swiss. That is probably the only cheese that I will not eat. It's kind of weird and rancid to me. And I know that people are like, what are you talking about when you eat all the stinky, like, you know, 50 year old <laughs> cheeses, but I just don't like Swiss. Like I'll always swap it out, you know, but then like, then people are always like, well, I, I can't go wrong with like a slice of American on a burger. Like you can't, mm -hmm. you know, you can't go wrong with that either. So really I love it all. I love it all too. I, I think that we can now become best friends after this and I'm I'll in. come to Colorado. We'll eat cheese. It's great. Yes. It's going to be good. Okay. I'm but in. is American, can American actually be considered cheese? I mean, sure. You know, not the like little, not the kind in the little not plasticky the, thing. The craft slices. <laughs> not those. Like the deli American, like that yeah, on a burger yeah. is like the only, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's so it classic. It's better than better. That's for sure. It's very classic. That's probably the only thing I will eat American on, or maybe a grilled cheese, but, uh, you know, but not the little, not the plastic. No, no plastic cheeses. No, no plastic <laughs> cheese. And here's one more cheese fact. I have and to show Swiss it is grosser like, than the gross cheeses because it has no commitment to grossness. <laughs> Once again, Mr. Scampers, I love you, man. We're, we're always like this. <laughs> Manchego happens to be my favorite cheese if I pin it down, mm -hmm. I think. But the worst part is when you leave it too long, it gets that sweaty oiliness on it. Yeah. So we'll throw that out there. Yep. Do with it what you will. Yep. I've never, I don't think I've ever had Manchego. Oh, it's, it's very like, yes, it's super nutty and delicious. Oh, yeah. I don't know that that sounds good to me. Okay. A little saltiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like a, I'm an, I'm a classic cheese person, like a sharp cheddar and not like a Parmigiano Romano. I could do yep. brie on crackers. Asiago is a solid it. cheese, Gemmo. Asiago is a solid cheese, especially on a bagel. Oh, mm. I love I love this turn of events and this cheese discussion. <laughs> I can do it all day, to be honest with you. Like, listen, hard hitting, hard hitting journalism. <laughs> Jen didn't graduate from UGA J school to talk about football. No, no we are here to no, talk no. about cheese. cheese. Speaking Universal of UGA J school, yes. What was when you when you went to school and chose your major? What was your idea of how you were going to use it? Like, what do you want to do with it? So it's interesting. I, um, I'm old, right? It's, it's no secret there. Um, so actually it's interesting now at UGA, they have a legitimate like sports media department, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, I follow them on Twitter and I've interacted and, and I'm super jealous of the kids that are there now and get to actually study sports journalism. Um, I had to be, you know, I had to just pick, I've always wanted to work in sports since I was a little kid. Like my dream was to work in the NFL 
um, as, a, as a child. So I knew I wanted to go that route. Um, when I was in college, unfortunately, once again, I'm old, there was no internet, okay? So there was no sites to write for. Like you guys all coming up now have it so easy. Like when I was growing up and when I was coming out of college, it was like, okay, you worked for Sports Illustrated or you worked for your local paper. Like that's it, there was nothing in between. So that's what I wanted to do. I, I was actually, a, you know, journalism slash, I was an advertising major with an art minor. I knew I didn't want to do that, but I just kind of did that so that I could just be in the J school and get, you know, the, the classes that I wanted to get out there. And um, it was hard. I mean, it was really, really hard. And I hate to do the whole, I had to walk up, you know, both both ways in the snow, barefoot, whatever. But, you know, I came out of college and it was like, I tried to do everything I could to get into the sports business. Um, you know, my, my actual first job out of college, I sold a group and season ticket packages for the Atlanta Hawks. I did wow. that for, you know, and it was awful. It was a horrible job. I am not, I'm, I hate sales. I'm not a salesperson, but I did that. I've worked. I mean, I did all kinds of stuff. I mean, I don't e we don't even have time on this podcast to tell you what <laughs> I've done for the last two decades in the sports business, but, um, you know, it was hard. And I actually even, I took a break. I took like almost a, you know, I, I'd say seven year break where I, I went to metalsmithing school. I decided to be a jeweler and I did all this wow. other weird stuff and bartended and then got married, had a kid. Um, and then my son was probably a year and I was like, okay, I need to go back to the sports world. Cause what happened was honestly, I got burnt out. I got burnt out of going mm -hmm. from job to job and I was just staying at that entry level. Like there was nowhere to go. You know, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I was there for a year. And then I realized in this company, like I'm going to still be here in five years if I stay here. And so I just kept kind of grinding back and forth. And, you know, I was finally, I was working for the Colorado Rockies. I was answering the, like the line that you just call like the info line. It was uh -huh. like 303 Rocky. Like, people would call and be like, you know, what can you bring into the stadium? What time does the game start? Like that was my job. And I was making like 525 an hour. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like mm -hmm. 10 years out of college at this point. Like I can't do it. So that was when I left, came back all that. And um, yeah, so that really was way longer than what you actually asked me as far as why I studied in school. But I mean, that's kind of what happened to me. I just kind of ended up going all these different places. And um, by the time I came back to the sports world, everything had changed. And now there's, you know, a million different opportunities in every way you look. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of, you know, how I am where I am now. But you know, I feel like you know, back in the day, it was so unbelievably limited, not just for women, but for everybody. I mean, there just mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of opportunity unless, like I said, you worked at Sports Illustrated or you worked for the paper and there was nothing else. It, it's fascinating to me that you say that, uh, not just not opportunities for women, but for everybody. But people often ask me, you say you're old. I feel old. I'm 43. And I felt like there wasn't a place for me to share my love of sports and to talk about it. And now that there is, it hasn't been that long really that there's been these opportunities for women. And now I feel like, well, am I too old for this? But no, I don't, I don't think so. And I wonder what your feelings are on that too. Like, is there a time we age out? Do we just continue learning? Cause right now I feel like I'm just getting started, you know? No, absolutely. I feel the same way as you. I mean, when I first came back and decided to kind of get back into this business, I think I was 40 and I was just like, okay. Um, you know, and I feel mm -hmm. like, you, you know, I feel like we can always reinvent ourselves. I mean, right. I will say there's, there's moments here now where I'm like, you know, at four for four and, and, you know, 
people are start to talk about, you know, this whole TikTok and all this stuff. And I'm like, you guys, I'm not going to be dancing around pointing at start sits and like, I'm not doing it. And, and, you know, it's just not going to happen. And no one wants to see a middle-aged woman doing that anyway. So that's where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. And, and hopefully people enjoy me on, you know, various podcasts that I'm on all the time and stuff, but it's the little things like that where I'm like, okay, I think I've aged out of that portion mm -hmm. of it, but I think we can always continue to kind of reinvent what we can do in this space. And, you know, I think the true people that, want fantasy advice and that are here for the community don't care what we look like and don't care how old we are. I would like to think that. I mean, you know, I know yeah. that, you know, I know a lot of women in this space get a lot of, you know, hate and trolling and all that. Fortunately, I don't, I never have. Right. I don't know if it's because I kind of came into it like, look, I'm old and I'm a mom and I'm married. So like nobody, you know, like mm -hmm. no one comes at me to like date me. I don't get dick pics. I don't get, you know what I mean? Like people, <laughs> Lucky. you know, Right. Like I'm transparent, like I'm old, I've been married for 20 years and I'm a mom. So here I am, you know? And so I don't get, I don't get a lot of that hate and whatever. Cause that's mm -hmm. just, this is me, you know, you like it or you yeah. don't. But fortunately a lot of people, you know, I hopefully, you know, don't because I don't get, I don't get the hate, thankfully. No, that's great. I mean, once I was told that they wanted me on camera because it wasn't like, um, I don't even remember the word they used, but it wasn't your blonde hair, blue eyes, big chest. Which is great. I love is, that. I mean, it, we need it diversity. Was a, it was great to hear that. And then at the same time, I'm like, okay. And so I mean, I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> I know, I'm like, right. Is this a backhanded cop? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, um, I it get was, yeah. It was refreshing and it was nice to know. And exactly what you said, your community they mm -hmm. when they can believe what you're telling them when you are authentic when you are knowledgeable when you are approachable i feel like you don't get that kind of hate and when you do mm -hmm. they really will rally around and support and be like you know what get out of here you don't belong troll person so yeah <laughs> no I, I mean i think it's it's been and listen i've i you know i've been I was one of the original women in this space and it, there was only a few of us for a really long time. And I've loved, I mean, in the last couple of years, it's just exploded. Like you guys have all shown up in the last couple of years and it's been yep. fantastic. I love watching it. And I love, cause I've always been the only woman in the room, like everywhere. Like back when I said, when I worked at the Atlanta Hawks, I was the only woman on like a 15 person sales team. I've always been the only, and I, yep. and unfortunately I am still the only woman at four for four and that's not on purpose. It's just, you know, what it is at the moment, but um, you know, I've always, I mean, I've always been a guy's gal anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I love mm -hmm. seeing all the women in the space and everyone's doing their own thing. You know, everyone's authentic. Like you said, nobody's coming in and trying to be other people. And if they are, it doesn't really work out for them. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the women that are thriving in this space are kind of just being themselves, which I think is exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like I've, I've noticed and it's not just in this space, it's anywhere there there are women who get a bigger following because they're pretty yeah. and some and people people follow them which is totally fine follow for, but then there's the the women who who know their stuff and know what they're talking about and and i feel like sometimes it's it's kind of um an unbalanced system is sometimes people won't listen to you because they can't see past you and it's like, well, then that's your loss. If you can't see past me to listen to what I have to say, then right. you don't hear what I have to say. Yeah. And you can go lose your league because you're done. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I think that, uh, 
you know, I think there's, and I think also, you know, people will always ask like, if I, you know, feel like it's competition or, you know, all these young women. And I'm like, no, like there's room for all of us. You know, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much longer I, I, I'll be doing this, hopefully a while because, you know, I, I enjoy it and it's my full-time job. And, um, you know, I don't really want to do anything else now that I've kind of, you know, it's taken me a while to get here. As I said, I've gone a huge path. Um, I've been seven years in, in the fantasy industry. I was, I was in, in, in the real football world for a while before I came to the fantasy football world. But, um, you know, I've been here for seven years and I don't really have any, uh, any plans of leaving. So I hope people will continue to, uh, you know, take in my content because uh, I, you know, I enjoy it. Good for you. Speaking of going from the football world to the yeah. fantasy world, how did you go from the real football to fake football? <laughs> so I was writing. So originally I was writing. This is crazy. But so I, I was like I said earlier, right after I had my kid and I was sitting around and I was like, I can't like I need to be back in the sports world. Like I had taken a break. I thought I could just be a fan. You know, I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then I realized I had to be back working in it. And so on a random whim, I decided to um, apply to Bleacher Report to be a writer and I literally wrote an article specifically just to send in because I had nothing. I hadn't done anything mm-hmm. in years. And I sat down. It was during the it was during the, the Tim Tebow era, which was you know, <laughs> a year, <laughs> two games. But it happened to yeah. be right then. So I wrote an article about Team Tebow and I sent it in. And I was like, there's no way in the world I'm going to get this. Like one random article. And they, you know, they I got the job and I and I ended up they promoted me. I ended up being a like a, I was the Denver Broncos you know, reporter for them for two seasons and. Um, it was fantastic. And then I, but I also fantasy Twitter had kind of come about during mm-hmm. that time and I was on there and I was kind of making friends and I was in the mix and I was kind of in and out. Right. I had like one toe in fantasy. I had been, I mean, my first year of fantasy football was 1996. So I've been playing forever um, mm-hmm. before most of you people listening. Were probably <laughs> but, um, but see, yeah, I was so I, Oh, okay. There you go. So yeah, I've been playing for a very, very long time. And so I've, I was always, you know, a player, um, but you know, I didn't even know that an analyst was an actual thing. Right. So I just kind of was like in and out of fantasy Twitter. And one day I was like, well, why not? Like, I, you know, I've won a bunch of leagues. Sure. Like everybody else thinks. Okay. And I had become friends with Josh Moore, who um, was the owner of four for four at the time. And I just kind of slid into DMS like straight up. I was like, Hey, uh, you looking for writers and, you know, he was kind of like, you know, we had become friends. And so he had seen tweets and I guess knew that, you know, figured that I knew what I was talking about. And he brought me on. I think the first year, I think I wrote one article, maybe two a week during the season. Um, and then I just made it to where they couldn't, you know, live without me. And, you know, now seven years later, I'm, I'm the I'm the content manager for the site and I put out a crap load of content for the site. So I just kind of stayed. I mean, I wasn't even sure when I started if it was going to be a thing or not, but I just... You know, once I started, I kind of just didn't stop and I kind of made it to where I, I was a permanent fixture and they couldn't get rid of me if they tried. <laughs> what do uh, um, what does your family <laughs> think of your work? Like, is your husband a fan, your children, your child a fan? Um, my child is not. Uh, he is so <laughs> funny. So my, we have one kid. Uh, my husband, um, until recently, actually worked in the sports world, too. So he worked for... Um, it's a state, it's called Altitude TV, which is a station owned by Stan Kroenke, who owns the Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets, part of the Rams. He owns a gazillion teams. <laughs> yeah. So my husband worked, yeah, my husband worked for that TV station for 15 years until recently. So we both have worked in the sports world forever and we have one child and he hates sports. Everything about <laughs> it. So 
doesn't play it, doesn't watch it. Like seriously, nothing. It's it's so weird. We're like we don't know That's how and where how he does. That. We're like, how did where did you come from? So he hates it. My husband's totally on board. He's super supportive of everything. Um, you know, I've been in many leagues with him, and you know, he's just he's very supportive of the whole thing. Um, my actual family, um, super supportive as well. I mean, my, you know, I grew up like literally like so. I grew up in Miami, Florida. My family are their original Dolphin season ticket holders. Like I was a football fan from the womb. You know, I was I was going to mm -hmm. Dolphin games in the womb. So um, I really I grew up. It's funny people always ask me like how you know how did you learn football? And it's one of those things that I never actually like I don't remember learning it. It's like mm -hmm. it's like learning to walk or learning the English language. Like I no one ever sat down and said okay you have four tries to go ten yards like. That never, like it just, football uh -huh. was always something I knew. I grew up, it just was part of my childhood. I don't remember ever having anyone explain it to me. It just, I've always known it. I've always done it. So my family's on board um, with all of it. They love it. Um, and they knew that I was probably going to end up doing something in that realm anyway, because I always, you know, I've always loved football. Love that. That's amazing. So I, I think Josh just added or just noticed your Twitter handle down there. Oh, which which leads me to ask, how did that come about? The Monday Mommy. So I before. Well, so when I decided to come back into the into the to the realm, I was like, I, you know, at the time, I'm like, OK, what do I do? I'm going to make a blog and see if anyone reads it. You know, it was I guess it was what mid 2000s or maybe I don't know, whenever it was mid 2000, 2007, eight, whatever. I was just like, okay. So I just was thinking about it. And I just came up with that name. I had just had a kid and it was like, okay, Monday, like the Monday quarterback, Monday, you know, Monday morning. So I had my blog was the Monday morning mommy is how it started. Mm -hmm. And then I just for Twitter, I kind of, you know, and it's funny because I'm super over it. But at this point, I can't, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, there was a point maybe about five years ago that I was like, I think I'm going to try to change my Twitter handle. And a couple of people were like, you can't, that's who mm -hmm. you are. And I'm like, all You're right, fine. Like I always think about stepmom Lauren. I'm like, I wonder if she feels oh, the yeah. same way. Like you just kind of make a twiddle hander and there you are. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> 10 years later, you're like, am I still, is this still me? But I guess it is. I don't know if people would know who I was without it at this point. <laughs> so, and I haven't, I mean, that blog is so neglected. I went, but actually my, my, unfortunately my dad passed away two years ago. And mm -hmm. so I, I actually like dusted it off and wrote an article about him and me and football and all that. And, and then of course I haven't touched it since then either. So it's just sitting there neglected, but it was kind of the, you know, it was my re-entry back into the business. I decided mm -hmm. to just start it and I named it the Monday morning mommy. And then I just kind of, it's now me, whether I like it or not. It's, it's part of who you are. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to ask a question and Kelly just, just a heads up, you, you can just tune this out because it's about college football. <laughs> I mean, you can you can pay attention all you want to, but I mean, so she's like, I'm gonna catch up on my correspondence. <laughs> yes, she's gonna just sit back and read. Okay, so where were you on that fateful night earlier this year, Jen? I was actually in my living room um, with my son. My husband was working, and I was alone with my kid, who doesn't care about anything. So he was, yeah. He was in his room playing like whatever, you know, Minecraft or something. Uh -huh. um, and I was like, I mean, screaming. Oh, yeah. I made him come. I made him come out for like the last, like when I thought it was actually uh -huh. going to happen. Because you know, right? Oh, yeah. Being oh, a fan. Yeah. Oh, it's Alabama. I'm actually about to cry right now. But seriously, oh, <laughs> I, I can do it at, yeah. at any moment. Talking oh. about. Um, but yeah, you know, after 30 years. Mm -hmm sitting there watching. I was like, Oh my God, this is actually going to happen. I called my kid out screaming. I did the full, like on my knees, tears, 
Look at me. I'm actually crying right now. Just talking about it. That's crazy. But yes, um, I was at home. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to be anywhere else. I just Uh wanted to watch it in my house. Um, It's funny. Like this season, it's one of those things where I was like, okay, they won. I've waited 30 years. They won. I don't care anymore. You know, I don't care what happens. And then of course now I'm like, okay, of course. Happen again, you know. Yep. Right. I'm like, they can't lose this whole season, you know. So yeah, I'm excited for this Saturday first game. Yes, I um. So I don't have ESPN at home, and I wasn't about to go somewhere and watch it because when it comes to big games like that that my team is in, I have a hard time watching it because I get unnecessarily stressed out. Like I can't. Af- I, how how I feel will not change what happens, but I take it seriously. Nine times out of ten, if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, I can't watch until, like, the fourth quarter because it stresses me out. And I know that people will say that makes me a bad fan, but it is what it is. And so at No one can say what a bad fan. Fans are fans. However you do it, you do it. So I was watching. I don't even know what I was watching, but I was keeping track of the score on my phone. And about halftime, it's 1130 or so. Actually, no, it was probably about 10. I'm like, I'm going to bed because me being awake will not change anything. For some reason, I woke up at like 13 minutes left to go in the game. I checked Ugh. the score. We were we were up. And I was like, I'm not going to get excited. It's Alabama. There's still yep. 13 minutes left mm-hmm. to play. It ain't over till it's over. Mm-hmm. So I tried to go back to sleep. I could not. I checked the score again. It's closer. We're still up. My heart is racing. I tried everything to calm myself down. And so literally, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm we're here. I'm listening to the game. But the way the ESPN app works is that if you're listening to it live, you're, there's a delay. So you'll see the score update on the app first, and then you'll hear it. And so I see it, and I am I am sitting in the fetal position on my bed by myself. People are, like, texting me, congratulations. I'm like, listen, there's still, like, 30 seconds left to go. And they're like, <laughs> you're up, like, two touchdowns. And I'm like, but it's Alabama. Like, it's not yeah. over till it's over. And then when it was, like, 10 seconds, I – I broke yeah. down. I'm like sobbing, crying. Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "I am." I'm crying right now. You're really right living the moment. <sighs> I'm like, yeah. I know. And I'm I still be. Yeah, and I'll still like on Twitter. Like I'll see uh-huh. like every now and then people oh will god. show like clips of like the interception or clips, and I'm still oh. I'm bawling. I'm like, How, oh, yeah. what? like. Mm-hmm. It's it's so weird because I you know with with NFL I, I that is gone for me like I think because mm-hmm. working working in this business mm-hmm. like I just I don't really have that emotion anymore for the NFL at all um, and so it, but college but like the Georgia that's it like I just can't it's there and it'll never go away like that is the team I root for that is everything to me mm-hmm. like NFL I love the NFL I like watching it but it's just I don't I don't have that emotion for any team anymore like I grew mm-hmm. up a huge dolphin fan in my childhood and you know I've lived in Denver now for so many years and I was here for the Super Bowls and Peyton Manning and that was fun too so I root for both teams but mm-hmm. it's not the same like it's not what I feel for Georgia and how it just like I can just, yeah, just see, like, the helmet, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, like, I think being a fan of a sports team that's, like, beaten any kind of drought. Like, I'm also a Red Sox fan. So, 2004. Oh, yeah. Re- seeing any, <laughs> as the Yankee fan host who's behind the scenes drops his head. Thank you, Mariano Rivera. Um, Just seeing any kind of, like, clip from that game like I went back and rewatched highlights from 2004 I sobbed. being a Cubs fan I'm not even a Cubs fan but when the Cubs won the World Series I sobbed 
because <laughs> just it's that uh, like Dame said, sports emotion is. It's so weird. It's a, and they, it's a different thing. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, after like, the Georgia, I was like, I feel like I played the game. Like, I mean, imagine the people that actually oh, play yeah. and are like the actual team. I'm just like, I cry like it's, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. I'm like, imagine mm -hmm. actually being involved and being oh, on gosh, the field yeah. and actually, oh, you know, being I'm just there. a rando like, I in the from Florida. Like I have a friend, mm -hmm. like I have friends who are in, in whose cat? Mine. This is Twizzler. <laughs> This is Twizzler. If he can, well, there, yeah. He wants Hi, me to open. He wants me to open the window, but it's not happening. <laughs> it's nine thousand degrees, and it's not happening. I love it. Um. So yeah, like be being an indie, like feeling that emotion, like seeing it, and I'm like, I, I can't yeah. imagine. I know. Didn't it's crazy. Even imagine. Hi, Kelly. Welcome back. Hi. To the Oh, wait, one last thing about college football. So yeah. I have only been to one college football game. <laughs> I have been to one college football game in my life, and it happened to be on my birthday a couple years ago in Athens. It was the Georgia-Georgia Tech game. Mm -hmm. And so, first of all, like, everybody knows that Georgia is going to beat Georgia Tech. It's just a thing because Georgia Tech is smart. They're not good at football. Yeah. But if you have never been to a college football game in your team's home stadium, it is an experience unlike no other. NFL games are fun, but there is an atmosphere at college football games that you cannot even begin to understand or explain if you've never been. I know. I miss Athens. I haven't been to a game in a very, very long time. Um, and, and unfortunately, when I was actually a student at Georgia, um, they were it was like the worst era ever in UGA football history. Like we, it, we mm -hmm. lost every game when I was there. It was still fun and we would all get drunk and, you know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was super fun. <laughs> Um, but we lost. I mean, we lost to Florida every year. We lost. To, we lost. Mm -hmm. every, I mean, it, it was a very, very bad era um, when I happened to be, you know, a student mm -hmm. there. But man, when I was there, tickets were like two bucks. It was great. Wow. It was so fun. I mean, now it's I'm sure not like that anymore because nothing is two bucks anymore. No, I um, unfortunately I, I'm one less than Kelly and it's all yours, honey. I looked into tickets for next weekend simply because it's the first home game. Mm -hmm. um, so. They're playing Stanford, which yeah. no wonder you can still get cheap tickets. But I'm like, I think I have to work, which bums me out because I could get close tickets for cheap to see their home opener. They're raising a banner. I'm like, but I want to be there. The yeah, I, need really to, I need to go back at some point, but I'm too far now and whatever. It's too expensive. Ooh. Kelly, um, back I to you. Well, I was you, going to chime in finally. I have something oh. relevant to say. Yeah. Uh, my daughter just, I just dropped off my oldest at um, Northern Arizona University, home of the Lumberjacks. And um, I'm really looking forward to family weekend and we get to go to a game and the freshmen are all going to run across the field. And how fun. Um, so it's going to be really exciting because I went to Grand Canyon University, go Lopes. Um, and <laughs> it was not like that, especially when I went. It was so small and super private and small and, and not the kind of environment you get at a university. Um, so it's going to be interesting and exciting for me because I haven't experienced those kinds of, of emotions awesome. and crowds and things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I have lots of friends who this year, for some reason, I don't know, all my friends had babies, you know, at the same time, but I have tons <laughs> of friends who who just dropped off their kids at college for the first time. Um, that freaks me out. I mean, my, my son is only 13. I'm not ready for that at all. Um, 
that'll be insane. Cause I still feel like I'm 20. You know what I mean? Like I still feel like yeah. I should be going to college. I get it. I do. I get it. Creeps up on you. Yeah. I'm excited for that. It's going to be fun. And then I saw in the comments too, uh, JC popped in and said uh, they were watching over on Twitter, hopped over here, subscribe. JC, I'm sorry that this is our last uh, football episode. However, you can follow all of us and all of our guests from all season. Um, We all do work across many different platforms and networks, and you can catch us in other areas. Somebody change my name because I didn't do that. Josh. Are you are you able to do that? That's cool. Yeah. I, I I thought it. Ha- yeah. No, I'm totally fine with that. It's so funny. You go on a million different pods, and people. Some people want certain with things, certain ways, and I didn't even remember what I had. But I was like, <laughs> I don't think I had that on there. That remember when I asked you how the Monday Mommy came about? Oh, was, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then you put it then, <laughs> and it's been there the whole time, and I just noticed Correct. it. Okay, got it. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It's been a long day. It's been a long off season. Whistler's I'm absolutely mad. exhausting. They're exhausted. This is my last pod of the off season, and then I get Ooh. like three days. I get like three days off until we start week one. But I'm, uh, yeah, it's been a very, very long. For some reason, this off season feels more grindier than than all of them. Maybe I, I just, I don't know. I guess because I'm in a different role, I have a lot more work. But it's just been a crazy. It's been crazy. Um, I would love like a three day vacay you know, refresh, like to sit on a beach somewhere before starting week one, but that's not happening. So in my dreams. Exactly. You can just, just go lay in the bathtub and like, listen to ocean sounds with some like beach scent thing going on and just ignore your husband. Yeah. That would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, you for making your last pod of the off season. Our last show. Mm -hmm. Of women of fantasy football and the last spot like absolutely i'm glad you guys had me um i, I really uh are we wrapping up or are we just saying that anyway oh i was just saying was, that oh okay um <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm excited to be here i mean I've, I've never actually spoken to either of you but we've definitely interacted uh many a time um but not face to face yes i didn't uh yeah i unfortunately did not make the expo this year um you know every year i say i would love to to beg uh, Bob and all the other people to to have it any other weekend except like when it is. It's yeah. such a hard time because it's like school's about to start, the season's mm-hmm. about to start. Like, why don't we have it in like March in like Vegas and everyone can just hang out and it's not, you know, like I understand that there's drafts going Gosh. on and but I'm like, why like why is it in August? Why is it in the worst possible time of year? Um, and every year I'm like, I know, but every year I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then once it gets closer, I'm like, I can't, someone uh-huh. like somebody has to work, you know, and, and I just can't, can't make it. And I got to get my kid ready for school. And it's just a really, really difficult time for me. Um, but maybe next year I'll make it and I can hang out with you guys and be on the, on the, yes. the women panel. Yes. yes. Uh, that would be amazing. And also I keep throwing this out there. You know, they have the King's cup championship. Oh my gosh. I'm getting this. I cannot avoid this call. It's Fabiano again. <laughs> time. It's Fabiano again. Work hey, emergency. That's okay. okay. Faith and I can so, talk. Thank you. We'll see you later, Kelly. All right. Okay. Look at her. So, Jen, while yes. I have you here, yeah. since, since Kelly has left, um, Rendon has a question. and. Okay. We are going to bring up this question. Brendan oh. would like you, I say okay. you because I don't do rankings or analisms. 
That's not a word, Analisms. but I just made it up. <laughs> um, as an editor, I can make words up. That's what I need. Yeah. So, Rendon would like to to know your thoughts on his team. It's a 10-team, half PPR. He has Hurts, Williams, Alan Kamara, Stefan Diggs, Pittman, Schultz, and in his flex, he has Etienne and Chase Edmonds. He also has Renfro and Kirk as his other wide receivers. What do you think of that lineup? Um, I like it. I don't, um, I assume that's Javante Williams. Uh, I like it. I think in PPR, I think you're good with Diggs and Pittman and Schultz. Awesome. Um, for half PPR, I'm sorry, it's half, but either way, good mm -hmm. stuff. Um, ETN and Edmonds. I like, I'm, I'm big on Edmonds this year. So I like, I like that for your flex. I think either of those, I think you're going to have actually a hard time deciding which one of those two to play um, every week in the flex. Um, and one of those may even be better than Javante Williams, depending on what happens. Um, there. I'm not a huge Javante Williams fan, um, but it's one of those things it can go either way, right? Williams is either going to be great or he's going to be in a 50-50 split and you may end up starting one of those other guys over him. But overall, mm -hmm. I think uh, I think your team is good. I think you came away with good. And Renfo and Kirk are great. I like Kirk a lot. I think he's being uh, undervalued. I mean, he's the clear wide receiver one um, in Jacksonville. So, I um, mean, he's pretty cheap. So, and I assume you probably got him for pretty cheap. So, yeah, I like your team. I think you can compete. That's awesome. I don't know what Josh was reacting to, but I literally just watched Josh behind the screen go. Oh, something I, I said? I have no clue. Perhaps it could have been. I don't know. But Campers has a question. Keep okay. trade or cut? Oh, Rain okay. sounds, ocean sounds, or static white noise? Um, I'm definitely cutting static white noise. Like, who likes that um, now? Uh, I'd go ocean first. I'd keep ocean. Um. I, you know, I'm one of those weird people that hates rain. Uh, I had the, I, so I grew up in South Florida mm -hmm. where it just, you get yeah. these crazy, get rain a lot. Yep. you get these crazy storms. I've always kind of hated it. And then I actually have this weird like PTSD situation going on because my basement flooded like five years ago. Um, and my husband and I, so it oh, rained so much. It doesn't rain a lot in Colorado, but one May it rained an insane amount that there was so much rain underneath our house that it was coming up oh. through the cracks in our, in our foundation in the bottom, because it was so much underneath. It was crazy. So my husband and I, no joke, we, we had to get like a, a wet vac and every mm -hmm. 20 minutes we had an alarm go oh. off and this is through the night. One of us had to get up and vac the downstairs or it would have completely flooded. So through oh the night, God. every 20 minutes, one of us had to go downstairs, vacuum, go back up. Um, we did that for two days. So, and that was like wow. five, six years ago, but I still have this weird, like when it rains, I get this like anxiety freak out, oh, I even though we had all our pipes that. fixed and everything's fixed. So there you go is a very long answer to your question. I would keep, keep ocean trade rain and then cut white noise. So speaking of white noise, I recently yeah. learned there. Okay. So there's white noise, but then there's also pink noise and brown noise. Brown noise. That doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> <laughs> like they have different, so white noise, okay, for, if I can recall, white noise is all of the frequencies at the same time, which is kind of why it's like a higher pitched, but white okay. noise, pink noise and brown noise are different frequencies on the lower end, so they're not as like harsh. It's really strange. You'll have to look it up sometimes. Yeah, I did so that. They're this actually is... a lot more soothing. Brown noise is not awful. This is definitely um, a new, th uh, yeah, this is new information for me. I I've never heard of either of those things. I will have to check it out. <laughs> No, I'm not what, noise categories. That's what we here at Women of Fantasy Football are all about: yes. enlightening you and um, informing you, yes. whether it's about football or different colored noises, which just sounds weird. <laughs> oh, Carrington, 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 Jen, 
So backstory before I show this question. Club Fantasy, who is parent to women of fantasy football, there is a general consensus among two of our, our analysts, our, our main analysts, one named Ryan and the other one named Josh, who are very, very anti-Cole Komet. And okay. then a lot of our other rankers are, oh, there's heated debates. So Carrington needs to know, what are your thoughts on Cole Komet? You know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm an in the middle. Like I don't, I'm certainly not passionate for or against, put it that way. Like, I think he's fine for where he's being drafted. I think that, you know, that offense could still really suck. And I think that in, you know, there's not a lot of weapons there. So in PPR, I think he's all right um, for where he's being drafted. Um, but I'm not like on this big bandwagon that he's going to have this breakout top five tight end season. No, I think he's going to be exactly where he's being drafted. He's going to end up in the middle. He's fine as a starter, tight end nine, 10, 11, whatever, something like that. Um, that's, that's, you know, I feel like his price is worth where he is. I don't, I don't see him completely outproducing and being this crazy breakout. I also don't think he's going to suck. I just, like I said, somewhere in the middle. He's just mediocre. Yeah. He's all right. He's, he's a starter. And that's not saying much because tight end is, you know, is pretty crappy. So, but yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's worth drafting where he is being drafted. That is a perfect uh, assessment of Cole Komet. Cool. You didn't gain ire from either side. Josh says he can accept that answer. Okay. Mostly because you didn't give Cole Komet a raving review. Right. That's no. why Josh can accept it. Okay. Jen, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for giving us the pleasure of being your last pod for the off season. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find your work. Yeah. Um, my work is at four for four.com. Uh, I have a ton. Um, I will be writing, I think five or six uh, in uh, articles a week. And then um, every Tuesday night I will be on uh, T map, which is the most accurate podcast uh, every Tuesday night. And um, yeah, so basically all four for four all the time. I, uh, you can also find some of my stuff on Yahoo actually, but it's, it's going to be the same stuff that's on four for four. They're just going to re repurpose on Yahoo uh, this season as well. That is. Oh, fantastic. and you can also find me on Twitter at the Monday mommy, which is right there. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for displaying that for us. Appreciate <laughs> you. It's our assistant, Josh, our fabulous assistant. Um, Chen, have a great couple of days, uh, relaxation on your off season before NFL starts, college football starts. So I just have two words to say there and that's yep. go dogs. Yep. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, it was such a pleasure meeting you. I'm sorry I had to duck out there for a few minutes, but, um, I really, uh, am inspired by your story and it makes me feel not so alone as, an aging, <laughs> aging woman. Um, no, I, really I yeah. That it was great. I really loved it. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. It was wonderful to uh, to chat and hang out with you guys. I totally understand Kelly taking that call. Listen, when something like that happens, you get it has to, you know, definitely takes precedence no. over me sitting there talking about whatever it is. No, I'm talking about. it's just um, here in Phoenix. Well, you know, it's still we started the show at four o'clock, and I was still mm -hmm. wor working. Um, yeah, just a fire drill kind of day. 
I hear you. Now I have I to go uh, finish, make some dinner for my, my family. So that's, you know, <laughs> part, part of the deal here because it's only 630 here where I am. Um, but you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of, uh, I guess, the off season for the next couple of days. <laughs> Thank you, Jen, so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That was so amazing. I don't want it to ever end. I mean, there is a possibility that we'll have a bonus episode. I am working on that, but the bonus episode would be recorded, everybody. But still, you would want to tune in and see it. I don't want to tease it out too much because I can't promise it, but it is something I'm working on. Speaking of things that, never mind. Nope. Wasn't even going to finish that thought. Nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'll say it to Josh later. Speaking of Josh. Hi. I don't even want to know where that was going. I'm just going to leave it be. Speaking of things that teasing can't finish. Wow. Wow. That hurts. Snap. That was hardcore. That was rude. Listen, I only say it to those I love. Yeah. All right. Well, I am here Josh, to give, give away things some away. Yeah. So it looks like Josh um, Allen is up first. No. No, this is not this Josh is not, Allen. I saw no. I saw Dennis's name and I was like, this is not Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Dennis won the Josh Allen jersey last <laughs> year. So he said, you know what? I'm just gonna go and win another jersey this year. So there um, are 42 entries for this for this Larry yeah, Fitzgerald and, uh, jersey. Dennis has 20, 20 of them are his. <laughs> Killing me, just killing me. Like I'm grateful that he continues <laughs> to donate, but at the same time, it's like, come on, bro. Like, give some other people a chance here. <laughs> hey, if they want to drop the same kind of coin, I, I mean, you are you are not wrong. You are absolutely not. I'm wrong. never so wrong. So the first thing I want to say <laughs> is, with these raffles this week, we have given away or we're giving away a signed uh, Josh Allen Bills jersey, as previously mentioned, and this wheel that you're looking at right now. This is for the signed Larry Fitzgerald Cardinals jersey. Um, we This week, we closed out with $695 raised, Yay. which brings our total. One ticket from $700. Yeah. But what's our, our total, total, just this week. Between our GoFundMe, which we have going on, which I'll get a little bit more into that later, and plus the raffles, we've raised an additional $1,070. Now, if anybody remembers what my my stretch goal was at the very beginning of this and what my realistic goal was, my realistic goal was $2,500 raised over the course of these four weeks. My stretch goal was $3,000 including the GoFundMe and these raffles over the last four weeks, grand total, we have raised $3,005. Woo! I cannot thank all of you enough for your generosity and every, every dollar that you guys have donated. This is going to make so many women so happy. And with the tragedy in the galvanized family that struck earlier today, I know when I text Laura a little bit later, she's just going to be sending me a whole bunch of heart emojis. Um, I just, I 
kind of don't want to bother her right now because she's going through stuff. So um, that being said, let's give away a uh, Larry Fitzgerald jersey. Um, so as, as you can see, the yeah, Dennis on there quite a bit. A lot. <laughs> 20 times. Um, but hey, you know what? It's anybody's game. It so is. let's see who wins. Well, what do you know? <laughs> oh, what do you freaking so know? <laughs> well, Dennis, congratulations on yet another win. Um, when I texted him earlier, he's, he he sent me back a screenshot of his tickets. He's like, I'm at an uneven number of jerseys. <laughs> well, this is true. So now he's at uh, even six. He's won three every time we've done this. So, uh, Dennis. Kudos. I'm, I'm happy for you and also insanely grateful because you have donated yes. a lot of money to this. Mm-hmm. Um, not just what we've done this year with Galvanize, but also uh, last year. The last when we two years. To yeah. the, uh, Women's Sports Foundation. So mm-hmm. next up. The Big Daddy. This is. Ooh, this is Josh Allen. Signed Look at all those Josh names in there. Allen. So many names I recognize. Carrington, yes. Chris Molina, Gemmo, our darling friend Kate Majuk. Who uh, spelled Joshua her Jacobs. name incorrectly. Okay. Yeah, the, I'm noticing that. I'm like, who spelled her I name? I just copied wrong? and pasted, so I I didn't I didn't think to correct that. So Kate, learn how to spell your own name. Uh, and uh the, the big ticket purchase here. I will say it was from our buddy Gemmo, who's in the chat. He purchased 31 <laughs> tickets for a chance to win this Josh Allen. 31. Ooh. Like, it's such a point. So for those, not 30, for those that not don't know how to do math, 31. $155 towards trying to win this Josh Allen jersey. He loves his quarterbacks because if you remember, he won the signed Joe Montana jersey during the first week. That we gave him so, live in person at the at expo. At the expo, correct. So here we go. Oh, oh! We have a new winner, Carrington. So Carrington, our good buddy Carrington. Oh wow, Faith just like ducked out. Okay, she didn't want to say congrats to Carrington. I see how it is. Carrington, congratulations, my man. One of our uh, frequent listeners on No Punt Intended. Faith, you, you popping back in here? You, you good? You got it? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as I mentioned in the uh, in the pregame, so to speak, we have yeah. a... Um, Josh has a surprise have... that he wouldn't even tell me or Kelly. Cause, yeah, and I quote, I... I don't want you to ruin the surprise, which means yeah. Josh didn't trust us. Well, but anyway, not so not so much that I didn't trust you. I just wanted to, I wanted to do something fun, okay? And this is my way of doing something fun. So, as many of you know that are, you know, watching this often, um, we we have a lot of repeat winners, right? Like, you know, Dennis buys a lot of tickets. He's won three jerseys each of the past two years. Um, Josh Jacobs won not only won this year, he won a couple last year. So, what I wanted to do was do something for many of the people that are buying tickets all the time, but you know, aren't 
don't have maybe the funds to buy fully their way into winning these things. So <laughs> this is um, this is me giving back and saying how much I appreciate all of you. So what I have here, this wheel is a list. It's one person each. There's no duplicates. Everybody that has donated in this year's raffles that has not won a raffle. And I'm going to I'm going to give away not one, but two signed jerseys from my own personal collection. And who are they, Josh? So the first one that I'm going to give away simply because, you know, we do fantasy sports and sports gambling and things like that. And I think all of us believe that this individual got a bit of a bad rap. I'm going to give away a signed Calvin Ridley Falcons jersey. So let's see who wins. Maybe it'll be our resident Falcons fan. We, we have a couple resident Falcons fans in this raffle. So it's true. Um, Chris it's Jameson, different. congratulations, buddy. I'm sending you a signed... Calvin Ridley Calvin jersey. Calvin Ridley jersey. What I'm also going to do... Let's see, where'd he go? Uh, dun, 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 <laughs> I should have just hit remove. That's what I should have done. <laughs> now i got to freaking find his name. There it is. All right. Now, the next one, he just recently came back to practice. Tom Brady? Giving away a signed Darren Waller Raiders jersey. So, uh, somebody's going to be, a couple people are getting lucky here. And, and again, this is just me saying thank you because you guys donate a lot of money and you help a good cause. And I'm all about that. Hey, look at that. One of our writers just won a signed Darren Waller jersey. So, congratulations, Zach. So that was my uh, that was my big surprise. That's what I wanted to do, and I just wanted to say thank you because, as I mentioned, our stretch goal was three thousand dollars to raise. Uh, all of this money goes into the scholarship fund that we we've set up with Galvanize and Laura Oakman, and um, you know we're 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 still planning out how we want to divvy up the money. Whether it's you know doing one big bulk scholarship, doing a few different tiers to to help different people and do different things, but. Um, at the end of the day, we're going to be able to help a lot of women with $3,000. And that really is, is the ultimate goal of everything that we do here at Women of Fantasy Football. So um, I have all your addresses, thankfully, from donating through the last few raffles. So I will get these uh, jerseys sent out. Um, Kelly, Faith, I can't thank you enough for holding it down for us on Wednesday nights while you give uh, Joe, Ryan, and, and myself some time off. Um, so I'm just going to duck out and say thank you and I'll let you ladies uh, close the show. So thank you much. Appreciate you. Oh, it's bittersweet. (sighs) I feel like we should still like come together once a month or something just and have like a chit chat and bring back all our friends. Uh, Yes, I agree. That'd be fun. Can we just start a podcast called Girl Talk? Why not? Why uh, not? We should. We do what we want. We do what we we tell the boys. You know, I want to thank you so much for asking me to be your co-host. I have really enjoyed getting to know you this year. 
um, spending time with you, going to Vegas. Yes. Um, you know, I, I appreciate everything that you do for Club Fantasy behind the scenes. And sometimes I feel like I'm just hanging out and getting to, to soak in all of the, um, I don't know, all the good stuff. But I'm so honored and happy to be a part of it. Thanks, friend. I'm glad you said yes. I'm glad you joined us. We we love stepmom Lauren, um, but she's a very busy woman, and I know you are busy as well, especially with the new the new role that you um, took on over at Trophy Smack. So I want thank you for agreeing to do it. Thank you for giving up an hour of your workday for the last four weeks to join us to to host with me. Um, we are very different people with very different personalities. And sometimes we talk over each other and sometimes we flow well. So I just want to thank you for being you and for the amount of knowledge that you bring to the table. Oh, thank you. I think overall it was a good flow, good back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how planned you are. And then I think that's a great strength. And then mine is kind of just like, Jumping in. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking oh, I of heard jumping in. That <laughs> piqued my interest. Speaking of jumping in, my favorite part is Kelly is on our Club Fantasy writers chats. And other than myself, Kelly and Kira, wow, Josh. <laughs> what a chat. Other than myself, Kelly and Kira, it's like all dudes. And so sometimes it can be a real pissing contest. Uh, about my opinions better. No, my opinions better. And so then so, sometimes Kelly just pops in and is like, I'm having popcorn for lunch. <laughs> it's either that <laughs> or, like, or it's like, I hate all nice. of you. Yeah. <laughs> she'll either come in with like a random fact or she'll come in and like yell at them like mom. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. Fantastic. And then she'll Thank pop you. in and she's like, I need, I'm talking to so and so about DFS. And I'm like, yeah, but I got a DLF follow from this shirt. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. I really mm. wanted to thank everybody um, who tuned in, whether mm -hmm. this was your first episode or you were with us all four weeks. If you didn't catch the first three episodes, do tune in and take a look at those. And I didn't mean to say there is never any more content about <laughs> women after August. I just meant this series in particular is over. So do subscribe mm -hmm. because there is additional content um, that's coming and content you may have missed. Yes. Uh, like she said, subscribe. There's who knows what's on the horizon. We don't. I mean, we could decide to do our, our Girl Talk yeah. podcast and or we may not. But you won't know and, until we know. So we like yeah. to keep you on your toes. So stick around. And also, I like to harass them. But Josh, Joe, and Ryan are amazing. They will be back next week with no pun intended as we get ready to start the NFL season. They are all three fantastic dudes. They are fantastic champions for women in sports. We couldn't do what we do without them in various, various roles. Um, like Laura Oakman says, we are nothing. That's not true. We are stronger with the men behind us who support us. And that's 100% certain of women of fantasy football. We are stronger with not only Josh, Ryan and Joe behind us, but the entire group 
of writers at Club Fantasy there. Every single one of them are in our corner and willing to go to bat for us. And we appreciate that immensely. And they also know when to just step back because they know we've got it handled. And I appreciate that too. Me too. So for 2022, for the very last time, before we say goodbye until 2023, Kelly, let the people know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Kelly and Phoenix, and that's where I share most everything that I'm working on. I have a super exciting project that will be launching. I haven't told anybody, not even Faith. So stay tuned because with the start of the football season, you may be seeing my face a little bit more on your screens. Oh, that's exciting. So... I am um, Faith at FF underscore Leap of Faith. You may not see my face or my work prevalent. I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of uh, editor kind of person. But who knows? We may we may end up with a podcast. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of podcasts, speaking of women in fantasy football, speaking of content that we have. That includes women. If you were at the expo or if you watched the panel of the expo, we had Britt Flynn on the panel. And if you noticed Britt and Kelly and some of the guys wearing shirts that say her story in the making, that is because Britt, we are teaming up with her and Fantasy Alarm to bring you Britt's podcast, her story in the making. We are aiming for an October launch. So keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube because that is not something that you want to miss. So for the last time in 2022, have a great week. Um, The NFL season is almost here. Good luck in your fantasy teams if you're still drafting this weekend. I know I have one last draft. Um, And then I have a best ball draft and it's, it's stressful. But good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. And have a great week. We'll